Welcome to Lost in Insight. I'm Mark Fancourt-Smith. I use the pronouns he and him. I'm a partner in Lawson Lundell's Vancouver office, practicing in the firm's dispute resolution group. And I'm Alexandra Stoichev, and I use the pronouns she, her. I am an associate in the firm's Calgary office, and I practice in the dispute resolution group as well as the regulatory group. Thank you for joining us on our podcast brought to you by Lawson Lundell. On this episode, we will be speaking with Shailaz Dalla and Lewis Manning about the AUC's rules and regulations around the use and production of electric energy and how that will affect Bitcoin mining machines and processors that are hosted here in Alberta. Shai is a partner based in our Calgary office and practices regulatory law with a focus on energy, environmental, public utility, and Indigenous law matters. And Lewis is senior counsel, also based in our Calgary office, and his practice focuses on regulatory, administrative law, energy matters involving both the electricity and the oil and gas sectors. Shai and Lewis, it's it's great to see you. It's been a long time uh, in lockdown. Thanks so much uh, for coming to the podcast. Thanks for having us. So the use of electricity for Bitcoin mining has been getting a lot of buzz in the news lately. And so we wanted to have the two of you, our resident experts on the issue, uh, come on to the podcast to chat a little bit about how energy regulators in this province are approaching this relatively new area. And so my first question is really a general one, but how does Bitcoin mining end up before energy regulators in Alberta? Alex, that's a great question. You know, I don't profess to know or understand what Bitcoin actually is. But I'm very able to tell you why the Alberta Utilities Commission has an interest, and it all has to do with electricity. In Alberta, as elsewhere, Bitcoin miners need to consume a fair bit of energy in order to mine for Bitcoin. That leads us to how we regulate the use of electricity and, more particularly, how we regulate people's ability to build, operate, and own generation plant in Alberta. Some Bitcoin miners are coming to Alberta because it is a deregulated generation jurisdiction. And on a relative basis, the cost of producing electricity is somewhat less expensive than other jurisdictions. And so the regulator has an interest in making sure any generation that's built is done so in accordance with its rules. The neat part about Bitcoin mining in Alberta is that if you are planning to use generation under 10 megawatts for your own use on a site that you control, you can be exempt from some or all of the regulatory requirements that the AUC imposes on uh, generation owners. So that's made it uh, quite a unique and interesting market. Um, Some have called it the wild, wild west. We'll have to wait and see how that turns out. So in terms of of navigating the wild west or or being aware of of what regulatory requirements there are or even how to bring oneself under under some of these exemptions, what are the requirements that a a Bitcoin mining company uh, who is thinking of generating uh, their own electricity should be aware about? As Lewis mentioned, the regulatory tribunal that issues electricity and utility-related approvals here in Alberta is the Alberta Utilities Commission. Now, at a high level, in order to construct, connect, or operate a power plant here in Alberta um, to power any operation, including a cryptocurrency mining operation, you require an application to the AUC, and that's required pursuant to a piece of legislation called the Hydro and Electric Energy Act. The requirements to file an application applies regardless of the generation source, so it can be for a natural gas plant, wind, solar, or a hydro plant. 
The requirements associated with filing an application are all outlined in the AUC's rules. In particular, it's AUC Rule 7. And all of the information that you need to file an application is available through the Commission's website. And then there's actually a form letter that you can fill out. So as Lewis mentioned, the Hydro and Electric Energy Act does allow for an exemption for power generation facilities that have a nameplate capacity under 10 megawatts. And what an exemption means is that you don't have to file an application. And this can be attractive for operators that want to set up shop relatively quickly and want to avoid any procedural steps that are often associated with filing a full application. And a full application can require public notice and even a potential regulatory hearing. The exemption requirements that an applicant has to fulfill in order to qualify for an exemption, there's about five of them. So the first of these, as I mentioned, is having a capacity under 10 megawatts. The second is that the electric energy must be for the operator's own use. So whether you meet this own use requirement, it can often hinge on the corporate or the business arrangement that's in place for the Bitcoin mining activities, and in particular, who owns the digital processing facilities. The third requirement is that no person is directly and adversely affected. The AUC here has a public interest mandate to ensure that operations that go ahead here in the province are in the public interest. And they want to make sure that there's no stakeholders or nearby landowners that might negatively be impacted by the presence of a facility. The fourth requirement is that the power plant be compliant with noise-related rules. So in the context of a power generation plant, often the issue that landowners that are located near the plant will have is a noise-related issue. They're worried that the plant is going to be too noisy. And so the AUC has a rule that outlines what the daytime and nighttime permissible sound levels are. And the AUC wants to ensure that in order to be exempt, you meet the requirements under Rule 12. And finally, the AUC wants to make sure that there's no adverse effects on the environment. And so in that respect, you have to ensure that all environmental legislation is complied with. Now, our job as legal counsel is to ensure that operators, when either pursuing a full application or potentially considering exemption, that whatever route they do decide to take, that they're compliant with the AUC's requirements. I understand there was a very recent decision um, in this very area from the Alberta Utilities Commission and addressing some of the issues you've just mentioned, such as own use, wasn't there? Yes, that's right, Mark. There was. There's a recent decision from August of this year. It's called the Link Global decision. And that one actually directly dealt with a Bitcoin mining operation. They were operating under an exemption and they didn't meet the exemption criteria that I just went through. So in essence, that decision, Link Global was operating two plants. One was a five megawatt plant. One was a 3.5 megawatt plant. And they were in the Kirkwall and Sturgeon areas. Both plants were natural gas plants. Now, while the Kirkwall plant was sort of in a remote area, so landowner concerns wasn't a big issue, the Sturgeon plant, about half a kilometer away, there was a row of houses called Greystone Manor. And the reason this came to the commission's attention was that residents of this Greystone Manor area complained to the commission about the noise that was being generated from this plant. And when the commission receives a noise-related complaint, what they'll do is they have a separate group of people that will go out and investigate the issue. The staff at the AUC went, they investigated, and they came forward with a number of contraventions uh, that they put before a hearing panel. 
one of the central issues that came out of that decision was whether a Bitcoin mining operation and specifically the sale of electric energy to a separate third party or to these Bitcoin miners constituted own use as required under the exemption criteria. And the commission in that case determined that the own use criteria was not satisfied and that the same person or the same entity was required to own the generation units and also the digital processing facilities. So the corporate structure or the business arrangement that's in place can greatly impact whether you meet the criteria or not. Um, In that case, they did not, and they faced a compliance issue and were issued an administrative penalty. And Shai, if we sort of put ourselves in the shoes of a cryptocurrency mining company that is looking to set up shop in Alberta, what are some of the key takeaways that they should take from that decision? Well, I think the biggest takeaway or the largest takeaway is that the commission has a clear expectation that operators that are looking to set up shop here in Alberta, they should understand the regulatory framework in which the utility sector, the electricity sector operates. And they need to have a solid understanding of what the commission's approval requirements are. You know, in the Link Global decision, the commission specifically remarked that you know, they don't take these situations lightly. You know, where an entity is operating without familiarity of the jurisdiction and the regulatory requirements, the commission is going to take that very seriously, especially where there's the potential that nearby landowners or the environment can be impacted. Now, from our perspective, there's numerous ways that a company can ensure compliance and in fact, even work together with the AUC in ensuring that they are proceeding in accordance with regulatory requirements. They don't want to stand in the way of development, but they want to ensure that there is adequate oversight. I would suggest that working proactively with the commission, being transparent with the commission, that can actually be very advantageous to an operator. The other thing is that cryptocurrency operations in Alberta, they're very new, like it's a new industry. So there's a learning curve here for everyone. And the legislative framework that the AUC operates in, well, it's largely catered towards the traditional power generation facilities that we've seen. And so as time goes on, there may be new amendments to existing legislation that accommodates this new industry. But until then, you know, we're operating within the bounds of the current framework and um, having legal counsel to assist you in navigating that regulatory world, it can be very helpful. Just in terms of the uh, the learning curve you spoke about, um, and uh, in terms of familiarity with with Bitcoin, anyway, uh, uh, Lewis, there's a great little podcast called Loss and Insight. You may have heard of, and we did a, a, an episode recently on cryptocurrency with Scott Lusick of our Vancouver office. Charming hosts of the podcast, by the way. So I, I, I recommend that to you. <laughs> Not to plug our podcast too much on our own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so we've talked about the the takeaway from the companies, but Lewis, maybe I can put it to you this way: what's what's the moral of the story from what we've seen in this recent decision? Yeah, well, it's a really interesting question. Um, we're charting new territory uh, in so far as we're dealing with Bitcoin mining operations trying to take advantage of the under 10 megawatt exemption for the need to apply to the regulator for approval to build, own, and operate a power plant in Alberta. So perhaps the best uh, takeaway we can give to anybody who's interested in this area is make sure you know what the framework is and what the requirements are in order to be eligible for the exemption and understand 
that if you decide to proceed and build your own plant without letting anybody know, you will run the risk that someone will come along and complain for one reason or another, and you'll have to go before the Alberta Utilities Commission and justify every action you've taken all along the way. And if it turns out, unfortunately, that you did not meet the criteria for the exemption you thought you were operating under, you may face serious consequences in the form of stop work orders, fines, or other legislative sanctions. Sounds like there's going to be some interesting uh, decisions coming out on that very issue in the next few months or years. So we'll have to have you guys back on to chat about that. Perfect. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us on Lost in Insight. Thanks again to Shai and Lewis for joining us today. Uh, you can find their blog post on the topics we discussed today on the Lost in Lundell website. And you can also stay up to date by connecting with us on social media using the handle at Lost in Lundell and by subscribing to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.